You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn the latest in the world of mobile. Web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crum. You're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, pleased to have uh, a return guest this week on our show. His name is Andy Lustigman, uh, and he I'm going to let him introduce himself, but he is, in my mind, um, one of the best resources in terms of uh, the legal stuff related to mobile marketing. So go ahead and say hi, Andy. Hi, Cindy. How you doing? Fantastic. So so what's new? Where are you at? It's, it's, it's a beautiful day in Denver. Uh, today I'm in uh, I'm in beautiful northern New Jersey. Uh, normally I'm in New York City uh, at our offices, but today I'm in New Jersey. It's uh, quite cold. Fall quite is cold. Uh, fall is quickly passing us uh, through onto, onto winter. So, uh, Are you now? What's in New Jersey? Um, I, I I live here and I have an office here as well. Oh, I see. I see. Is, have the leaves started turning yet? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Definitely. Is Start, everything nice bright today. orange? Uh, we're getting there. We're definitely I used getting there. to. I lived in upstate New York, so I remember that pretty vividly. Uh, that is that is a nice part of it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have a lot to cover because uh, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Um, but first off, I know last week um, Bryson and I talked a lot about the uh, the T-Mobile debacle, and you have an update because all of this kind of went down last week, I guess, and maybe the week before a little bit. Um, but there's already been a lawsuit filed. So can you just give us the the quick and dirty on that? What's what's the update? What's the news? Sure. With with all troubles come uh, come the lawsuits. So, uh, uh, although the uh, the problem happened on October first, uh, there is already two lawsuits filed 
uh, as uh, styled as class actions against T-Mobile and Microsoft relating to the uh, sidekick crash. The, uh, the the lawsuits are in state court in uh, uh, one's in California and one is in in Washington, I believe. And essentially, what the uh, plaintiff is alleging on behalf of herself and uh, all of others similarly situated is that uh, T-Mobile represented to her that they would be backing up uh, her her data, and when the crash occurred and T-Mobile said that uh, most of the personal information has been lost uh, and, and may be irretrievable, uh, she she sued saying uh, that the representation that the materials would be backed up uh, was false and deceptive. Now, who the, who uh, is this? This is a specific person? A specific person, uh, I believe, in the California case, it was a Maureen Thompson who lives in Georgia, um, okay. and and she has filed she's filed the action in uh, she actually it's in federal court in in California she filed the case, um, and it's on behalf of herself and uh, it's actually on behalf of her daughter who was the sidekick user. Oh, okay. Um, now and, and uh, none of none of these uh, these lawsuits were brought about by Perez Hilton, right? Who was a lead. Um, leader in the anger towards towards this. Did you follow any of that? Perez was all over Twitter. Uh, just <laughs> no, I don't believe I don't believe uh, Perez Hilton uh, is, is is part of this. But I, I, I tell you, I think the the, uh, the the while it's unfortunate that this data loss has occurred, and I think there's a footnote to that as well. I saw in the in the press that uh, Microsoft looks like it can, has recovered most of the information which is good I think everyone should should use their uh, some common sense and that is any any time you have any electronic data you need to back it up and you need oh, to back the it up problem on your was own. the sidekick made it really really hard to back up that's what I had heard now I had never tried or anything but I've heard that it was very very hard to get the data off the phone um, to back it up on your own. But obviously that'll be in the works to help people out. And, you know, everyone got $100 off their bill, which to me, you know, if I lost my ability to call and text and do all the stuff that I need to do to get, get through the day, the $100 would be kind of a, like a spit in the face or a slap in the face. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay, well, so... To be, to, be, to be determined, the cases have just been filed, so uh, we'll, see. we'll see how those play out. Okay, good deal. I... Uh, I'm interested to see how they go. Okay, so now we have some real, actual marketing news that's not just, um, you know, fun poking at Microsoft and HTC. Um, so you're going to give us updates on what the FCC has been up to and what the FTC has been up to. Is that right? That, that is correct. The Federal Communications Commission, that's the FCC, who, who deals with uh, the, the, the phone service aspect, opened, uh, since we last spoke, opened uh, a series of three inquiries into the mobile marketplace. They, they, each year, the FCC has been looking into essentially the uh, competitiveness of the marketplace, but, it, but with presumably with the new administration, they've uh, greatly expanded the inquiry. And they, they're, they're focusing on three areas. One of them is continues to be competition. But the competition aspect is not just how many cell phone carriers are there, but what the FCC there here is looking at 
is the competition as it relates to, in part, what they call downstream applications, and those are uh, the apps. We can talk a little bit further about that. They've also uh, launched an inquiry into innovation and whether or not the climate continues for growing innovation in the mobile marketplace. And then what I think is most interesting for marketers, they've launched an inquiry into what's known as truth in billing, which truth in billing is is typically how your phone bill appears, but the uh, FCC is looking to go well beyond that and looking into uh, essentially false advertising issues and the like. And okay, so and I know that's that's been a huge deal because that was kind of how mobile marketing started a lot was with a lot of people who were kind of ripping you off, like selling you a, a subscription, but they, you didn't know it was a subscription, and so you kept getting charges tacked on your bill, right? Well, there, there certainly have been a, a number of issues with respect to people, um, uh, whether or not there's been sufficient disclosures as to charges and the like uh, with the bills is always the, the battle of the, of the spaces and whether or not you have enough characters to give sufficient disclosures. But what's, right. what's interesting here, and why don't we take that one last, because I think that is, it is for marketers the most interesting, is that the FCC, which, which really does not get involved in the typically involved in advertising practices, Usually those types of activities, they defer to the Federal Trade Commission, to, and the Federal Trade Commission being the leading federal regulatory body for interstate advertising. But here the um, FCC is looking at whether or not people, when they order various services, are, are getting sufficient information. So they're looking at it, I think, in, in, in two parts. Number one, are they may are people having enough getting enough information in order to choose the right phone meaning are they getting the right service plan or the right provider or ma- managing and using their plan and the like but also i think more importantly they're looking at what's known as cramming and cramming is as as is are the activities that you were describing is that people were uh people are getting charged for uh, services that they uh, didn't appreciate that they ordered. In other words, being charged an additional fee. Okay. And here, as part of the truth in billing, the FCC inquiry, the FCC is saying, what lessons can we learn from other agencies as it deals with cramming? And specifically, they've asked the Federal Trade Commission to provide information as to their experience in dealing with fraud and how they may make uh, uh, billing disclosures uh, clearer to identify potential cramming. And they've also asked state authorities, in particular and expressly the state of Florida, which has really been the leader in addressing um, mobile marketing billing. And they've asked for information from them, from, from, from the state, as to their experiences on billing issues with respect to consumers who have ordered either knowingly or unknowingly services that are then being charged on their on their cell phone. Okay. Now, I have a quick question, and then we have to break. The, and the question is, and maybe this is just silly, but does that include when they bill you for things like turning off a service? Like, I remember on, on my traditional home phone, I turned off long, long distance because I never used it. And so instead of, you know, charging me for long distance, they charged me $5 a month to disable long distance. Is that is that cramming? Is that, or is that something I don't think that's, well, that's. I don't think that's really cramming. That I think is more of. Uh, well, that's potentially Being cramming. A jerk. But, but cramming, cramming is more when you would order a subscription service 
to your to your phone. Um, you, there's various enhanced services that you can get. Like for example, some people use um, a third-party voicemail provider, and, oh, right. and that All voicemail right. service could appear on your phone bill. Or, or you may uh, there are various products and services that you can get, and and you can order that to your phone. And let's say it's in the context of mobile, uh, various ringtones or ringbacks. You, know, you could right. get a subscription uh, each month. You're going to get uh, an option to get five different ringbacks, and you get billed nine ninety five. Do people have sufficient disclosures and understanding with respect to uh, the this service that they've ordered that they're getting charged for on their phone bill? And, gotcha. and I think that's what the in part the FCC here is is focusing on. Okay. All right. Well, with that, we are going to take a quick break, uh, and we'll be right back to talk more about uh, stuff going on, the inquiries with the FCC, but also uh, the FTC uh, and, and stuff that's going to affect social media and, and mobile together. So you're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm with me, Cindy Crum, and today uh, talking to Andy Lustigman. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crum, and you're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, I'm here with Andy Lustigman, and uh, we are t- talking about FCC and FTC um, changes that are affecting mobile marketing right now. So we were just talking about um, one of the inquiries that the FCC is doing. It turns out the FCC is in the midst of three inquiries, um, and we just got finished talking about uh, one that affects billing, and um, what you were talking about was cramming, how some of it it affects a lot of different aspects of billing, but in mobile marketing, uh, mostly it's the people who are selling subscriptions to people who don't realize they're signing up for subscriptions, and they're calling that cramming. Is that right? Right, but also it, it, it's the legitimate marketers. It, 
it's it's uh, there's a, there's an issue as is the government should they they step in here should the federal trade federal communications commission step in here are they going to create a process that is that is too cumbersome uh, for legitimate businesses to offer their services so it's it's really something that needs to be watched very closely right um, I might I might say that the uh, the the deadline for for submitting comments initial comments on this just passed um, in fact I think it's uh, it, 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 it just recently passed with reply comments due on October 30th. So if people are interested, take a look at the FCC docket. Uh, comments are public, and uh, if they want to put in responsive comments to that, uh, now is the time. Uh, are you doing that? To, to Can we the, look up your responses? I, I have not put in uh, comments in this particular area. On the FCC oh. uh, matter, I did put in comments. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, so let's let's talk about the other two FCC inquiries because those are interesting too. Um, so moving back in order, you uh, first listed them. The next one is competition. So this one affects apps, which are obviously really hot right now. So so what's the deal with that? It's it's a very interesting interesting uh, inquiry because typically this inquiry has focused on is there sufficient choice out there for consumers? So there are no phone no mobile phone companies out there. That uh, consumers have uh, an opportunity, and there's and there's they'd be competing for price and and the like, and competing for your business. What I find fascinating about the uh, competition inquiry is, in addition to questions with respect to that, the FCC is looking at uh, having getting comments from software developers and companies that sell mobile phone applications as to whether or not there is sufficient competition for them to get their apps out there. In other words, um, are, is someone able to get their app on another uh, on, on a particular network, or are there, are there restrictions with that? And this is a very sensitive uh, topic. Obviously, uh, there's one one carrier in particular that uh, that, that many people want to have their uh, apps on. And, and some of the apps would allow you to uh, avoid the phone system. There are certain Google programs and uh, uh, Skype and the like that uh, okay, so allow people to avoid using a phone system. And okay, so I'm going to put it on out there. You're clearly talking about the iPhone and voice over IP type of uh, options. Is that right? Am I reading this correctly? No, you, 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 sure, sure you are. <laughs> and and, uh, <laughs> and and there's a there's a there's a real question as to uh, sufficient competition. Now, if you think about it with uh, with respect to certain computer companies, the FCC may not have jurisdiction to regulate their business practices because it's they're not in the phone in the. Uh, you know, providing mobile services. However, there is an issue with respect to um, uh, regulating the carriers and whether or not a carrier can restrict or reject an app, a mobile app. Now, so now hold on, because I think this, to me, begs a, a bigger, bigger question, and, and maybe you see this coming, and maybe it's a silly question, but in my mind, I travel a lot, and I know that the United States is unique in that the phones are linked and locked directly to the carrier in a lot of cases. And so to me, the the applications that are being limited um, by the app store, um, partially, they're, you're saying that they're limited to the network, but they're really just limited to the phone, kind of, because, I mean, de facto, the network, because the phone is only on one network. 
Um, but but do you think this opens up that question? Is is it is it okay to limit handsets to one network, or is that a totally separate issue to you? Well, no. You know, listen. I think that's that's the uh, that's the question, right? That uh, uh, many, many experts think that you can't that there there wouldn't be a way to say, look, there isn't enough competition because the the coolest phone is only on one network. That's no, not it, it a. That's not up. something that. That's not something that. Uh, uh, and I'm not saying one phone is cooler than the other, but that's the argument, right? Sure. The, sure. The, so the question. The question is, though, you know, is this because a particular phone is on one network and the hot phone is on a particular network? Is that really a complete lack of competition, such that the federal government would need to step in? It probably isn't, because what the federal government is looking at is really. Is there sufficient choice for consumers? Right. And and certainly there's enough uh, phones out there, different phone choices and phone service that competition competition exists. However, however, if there are apps that are not being able to get out there because uh, some people act as a as a, a gatekeeper and are blocking it, that may in fact uh, impede competition. Sure. And so and- while while there might not be any way to say, well, this doesn't. There isn't a limitation on competition. The uh, the situation may be, particularly when you get to these these services, there may be a, there may be a different issue there. And I, and I think but, I think there's a recognition of this by uh, there seems to be some movement with respect to uh, one of the Google apps. I think just sure. recently got put on. And, sure. And, uh, the, but on the same token, I mean, on the same token, I mean, I, I definitely see both sides of the story because, you know, you're not going to say who it is, but I'll say straight out, the app, Apple and the App Store, they have a business to run. And, you know, they don't, it's their business. They can do with it what they want. Uh, in my, I mean, I see both sides, but to some degree, they should be able to uh, be able to limit what apps uh, are sold on their platform and, and which are not. Now, the one thing is, a lot of people don't realize you don't. Have to, if you have uh, an application for an iPhone, you don't actually have to sell it on the App Store. You can sell it directly off your website or or whatever. You can have the download available outside of the App Store, but most people don't even realize that. Um, so maybe it's a, a that's the issue, Cindy. You're Cindy. You're very bright, and that's the issue. That's exactly yeah. the issue. And so that's, it and might that's the be question that the government that the government needs to evaluate, and, and does the government say, you know, you're right, this is uh, this is America, and businesses are entitled to uh, uh, conduct business the way they want. Kudos to Apple for coming out with a with a great phone, with a great app, with a great with a great app process. Kudos to AT and T for for making an exclusive phone deal. Is that something that the government really needs to step in on? I mean, that's right. that's, the, well, that's the contrary argument. And potentially, and, and if we other people came out it, with a better. I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I'm thinking potentially we haven't given enough time for the market to mature because soon enough there's going to be a competitor that links into your phone just as nicely as the App Store does that maybe is more transparent about what it takes to get in and out of the store or you know how things are ranked and, and rated and things like that. I mean that's what I would hope, and and that's the the risk that we take by pursuing a, a case like this or um, you know saying that there's no competition when we just haven't given it enough time for competition to happen. Yeah, it's fair. It's, uh, you've, hit, you've hit the nail right on the head. And I think, look, the other issue is really our, ours to, as to the types of, of apps and whether or not uh, your listeners may be familiar with what's known as the net neutrality debate, yep. and that is can, 
can uh, the broadband carriers uh, restrict as to uh, what applications and, and peer-to-peer video sharing and the like can appear on their network or they just have to accept it. It seems like a similar debate is going to come, come out here. Yeah. Uh, State, I've been drawing that parallel for a be... while, actually. I, I've been drawing that parallel for a while. People don't really understand why I care about net neutrality in terms of mobile, but I think it's crucial because the carriers are, are using proxies to block things and not telling us, you know, uh, when we're surfing on our mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're not, you're, not, you're not wrong. And uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's, the net neutrality debate is a very interesting and a very important debate because... I, I agree with you, and I think it applies to, to both. Uh, it, it obviously translates to mobile. Right. Okay, now we're going to have to take one more break, and then we'll come back. We'll finish talking about the FCC, and we'll touch quick, talk quickly on uh, the FTC. This is a great show, and actually, I think I want to have you back to talk about net neutrality at some point. But um, more about that later. We're going to go to break. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to it, I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need indeed. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. 
Hi, everybody. You're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Cindy Crum of Rank Mobile, and today we're talking to Andy Lustigman, the, in my mind, top uh, mobile marketing uh, attorney available to you. Uh, so, Andy, we've been talking about uh, some some inquiries that the FCC is doing. We talked about one that dealt with billing, and then one that's dealing with competition and things uh, that are 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 or are not available in terms of applications and stuff like that. So what was the, the last inquiry that, that you had mentioned, something to do with innovation? Yeah, the last, the last one, and the third, the third prong, is what they're calling the state of research and development in the wireless industry. And in particular, they're, they're, the FCC wants to know is, the, is really the role of government in stimulating innovation. Uh, this, that, this is uh, such a, an important area, uh, technology for the American future. Uh, certainly the, uh, the Europeans, uh, I think, in many respects, are, are far ahead of, of the U.S. market here. And they want to know, uh, should the federal government, is there sufficient innovation going on in the private sector, or does the government essentially need to step in and uh, make uh, sufficient efforts to to generate uh, uh, further further innovation, or there are other other things that need to be done to stimulate research and development in, in the in the wireless world. So, is that a, an Obama specific initiative? Because that sounds like something he would do, and it doesn't so much sound like something Bush would have done. <laughs> I, I I truthfully don't know if that's the case. It is. Uh, uh, something that uh, the democratic uh, uh, some democratic legislat- legislators are certainly very interested in, and it does seem consistent with uh, the uh, the stimulus plan uh, that the Obama administration continues to to push. So, uh, it's I'm sure it's not uh, it's not inconsistent. Certainly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so. Let's move on to the FTC. Now, this one sounds really interesting, um, and I've heard a little bit about this, especially on Twitter and stuff like that. There's some buzz going around um, about um, the FTC and guidelines and um, stuff like that. Why don't you clue us in? Sure. The the Federal Trade Commission has announced what I think is really the most sweeping change governing advertising law uh, certainly in my in my lifetime, and that is it's it's revising the endorsement and testimonial guides, and this is a, a essentially a guide which sets forth the Federal Trade Commission's principles governing the use of endorsements, and that is when somebody endorses a product or a service in testimonials. I think we're all familiar with testimonials. The last time the FTC revised they. The guidelines was 1980, well before uh, uh, the internet, and certainly well before mobile and and blogs and, and the like. The revisions there, there's two really major components the way to to the to the change in the guides that I that I see. The, the first deals with uh, the disclaimer of typicality, and what do I mean by that? And that is, I'm sure you've seen in a, any health product or exercise type product they always show somebody uh, who, who who looks tremendous you know after after consuming the product or service and uh, they lost 50 pounds they lost 30 pounds whatever it is and and then you'll see underneath a disclosure that'll say something like results not typical and that's known as the disclaimer of typicality and previously the federal trade commission has said that even though you make a claim in a testimonial in other words that the person lost 
X, X amount of weight or uh, was hap- achieved a certain results with a product or service. You could do that even though the results may not were not typical of, the cons- of a reasonable consumer if you sufficiently disclaim typicality. Okay, so that even though you're making a claim in a, in a testimonial, uh, you are allowed to do that. The FTC here has said that they're doing away with the uh, safe harbor of uh, the disclaimer of, of typicality, which is a major, major change. And instead, they're saying that if you're going to make a statement in a testimonial, that you need to also affirmatively state what the reasonable consumer would expect. And that... that that's a show in and of itself. Um, and yeah. the, the second area, the second area that uh, that I think is is of interest to your listeners is really the use of the social media. And and what the FTC is saying here is when there is a material connection between a reviewer and a company, that connection needs to be disclosed. So that if a reviewer was being paid, for example, for the review, that would need to be disclosed. That's, that, in and of itself, I don't think anyone would have a problem with. What is really surprising about, these, uh, about the, the guides that came out is that the FTC is drawing a distinction between traditional media and the new media. And they're saying that, uh, um, for example, if you were to send and, and, and most uh, many companies send products and services out to traditional media to be reviewed. They'll send a book to the New York Times book review people. They'll send fitness products to fitness uh, magazines uh, on down the line. They'll send electronic products to electronic magazines, wanting them to review them, give an honest opinion, not telling them what to say, but allowing them to uh, uh, give a review, have an opportunity to review and give a review. What the Federal Trade Commission is saying here is that's fine. That's a fine practice in terms of, of traditional media, assuming you're not controlling what they're saying, that the people are, are allowed to say whatever it is that they, they want to say, but that if you give a product or service to a uh, new media person, and they talk about specifically a blogger, that the person needs to disclose that they got the product for free. And, and uh, they, they say because consumers don't appreciate in the new media that, that there is a, uh, that the people would have received the product, but they do appreciate that for traditional media. There's no, there's no study or basis or anything for, for, for that distinction. It's, it's, it's their supposition. And, and frankly, I don't see how it passes constitutional muster. I don't, I don't see how you can have a distinction between somebody's expression in one media i.e. in print, and their expression in online. It it, it makes no logical sense to me. Um, And, uh, in fact, we had submitted comments through the Promotion Marketing Association on this point, uh, but the FTC has come out specifically. They used the example, specific example, of a uh, a blogger for a a gaming device and having received the the gaming device for free, uh, that they should that they should disclose the the connection from okay. businesses. I'm so let me just quickly state from businesses' perspective. I think it's also very troubling because they're saying that by giving the product to the uh, to a to the blogger, number one, you need to monitor to make sure that the blogger is making the disclosure 
And because there's a connection between the two of you, if the blogger makes a statement about your product that is not true, that you do, do not have substantiation for, you can be held liable for the blogger's statement, which is Are unbelievable. You no, that's, that's okay. what's potentially out there. So, so that's, that's, more that's than a I big, really, big area. That's more than I understood about this change. So that's fascinating. But this is a mobile show. So let's tie, give us a, a really specific tie into mobile here. Is this any different for mobile marketers than it is traditional online marketers? Or where, mobile marketing obviously falls in the new media category, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And and as people uh, look, people there was a, there was a, an article today from the uh, internet, the uh, uh, the IAB, and the person talked about how they were going to write a uh, a post to Facebook about their status update about about a product that they liked, and then they realized that they had gotten it for free and that they would be in violation of. I mean, people people post to blogs all the time through mobile devices. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I post to Facebook through my mobile device, and as people use smartphones and, well, and the Twitter. like, and Twitter and the like, uh, uh, it, it, can you imagine making these disclosures in 140 characters? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, it's a real challenge, and, and, and I cannot see how there is a distinction between the two media, and I think it's a, it's a really big mistake on the, on the part of the FTC here. Right. You obviously feel pretty strongly on this one. Okay. All right. So all fascinating stuff. Uh, you are one of my favorite guests, but we have to wrap this up. So what I want you to do is give everyone uh, your details. How can they contact you, especially if they're looking uh, for help in uh, mobile law questions and, and stuff like that? How do they get in contact with you? Sure. Check out our website is www.lfirm.com. That's L-F-I-R-M.com. Or uh, shoot me an email at andy at lfirm.com, L-F-I-R-M.com. Or give us a holler at 212-683-9180. Oh, wow. uh, (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. I'm not going to give my phone number out. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy, that's the only reason people are listening to the show. You can never... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for uh, for uh, coming back to the show. Uh, you've been listening to uh, Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. One of my favorite guests, Andy Lessigman. And uh, show airs every Wednesday, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to tune in. Thanks a lot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.